It's time to play our favorite game. It's time to play the game. Our favorite game in all the world. Guess the Kickstarter from just the name. Welcome to our favorite game in all the world. And here's your host, Russ Morris Morrissey. Hello and welcome to our favorite game in all the world. The game where I read out the name of a Kickstarter and my panel of RPG experts, which today only consists of one person, uh, <laughs> tries to guess what it is from just the name. We were going to have a special guest on this week. We haven't. Uh, so instead, we've just got a non-special guest, which is our regular panelist, Peter yes. Coffey. But it's okay. I bought my cat. So Monty will also have a guest. So you you and Monty will be playing. Yes. I, I am confident of my chances to win this week. <laughs> <laughs> Should I get Hudson, my dog, to join in also? I, I'm, I'm pretty confident. Why don't you not play and it's just Monty versus Hudson? Yeah, that'll make for an excellent podcaster experience <laughs> for all concerned. <laughs> I think we should do it. <laughs> okay, then. As it's your birthday. <laughs> it's not my birthday. Oh, well, there we go. I suppose you can't do it then. All right, then. Fair enough. Let's play the game as normal. Okay. Are you not getting two birthdays this year? Is that times? Do you normally have two birthdays? Should I have an official birthday as well as a. I don't think you should. You know what the Queen has? Yeah. I mean, it's good to be Queen. All right, fine. It's my birthday then. Hey, happy hey. birthday. <laughs> I didn't get you a present. <laughs> well, I hate you then. <laughs> right, anyway, let's play. Let's play. Let's play. Oh, yeah. Let's play our favourite game in all the world. So, Absolutely. Are okay. you ready? I was born ready. Let's go. Okay. The first one. What is Terrors and Tommy Guns? A game that I must absolutely play. <laughs> Sorry, are we, are we playing our favourite game or Jeopardy? I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a good title, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, what is Terrors and Tommy Guns? Um, I am going to take a punt, but it is a World War II um, Call of Cthulhu style game in that one is dealing... Uh, I'm based up purely on Tommy Guns. I mean, you know, Chicago gangsters... Are a thing, although they were like sort of twenties uh, and so forth. So I suppose that so it could be World War One. No, no. So maybe some sort of interbellum style game. Not sure of the time period, but old olden times. Um, <laughs> so the first half of the twentieth century. <laughs> okay. I refuse. I mean, yeah, it's got it's got a certain amount of latitude. Where you can't be there before the invention of Tommy Gun, otherwise you'll just feel silly. And you can't be there after the invention of Tommy Gun. We can be actually. That's, you have to be. Oh, anyway, sorry. I digress. <laughs> I can tell from your face that you're impressed by my impeccable chain of logic. Yeah. <laughs> I find it incredible. Absolutely, you're you're in awe. <laughs> I believe it is astonishing. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, sorry, I was seeing if Monty was assassinating Sofa, but he's not. He's a good boy. Uh, Terrors and Tommy Guns. Um, uh, I am definitely channeling the sort of hard-bitten, two-fisted, pulp-style pulp sort of game um, where you are also dealing with um, sort of... Uh, Horrifying monsters, so uh, possibly not the Cthulhu mythos because it would be nice to have something that wasn't the Cthulhu mythos. So that's what I'd hope for. I'd hope for that sort of like between 
1914 and probably 1949-1950, anything in that sort of time period, uh, I'd want the opportunity to have uh, characters be um, hanging onto the side of a car like an old movie's blazing away with toy guns uh, whilst being chased by a shock off uh, or shock off equivalent. But hopefully they've got like all sorts of like regular monsters, new and exciting ones. In fact, you know what would be even better? The thing that would make me super excited is if this was a game set on the west coast of America and involved all the like Southeast Asian and Chinese monsters that have been imported over and like the people trying to fight them. But it's definitely not going to be that. So I'm now sad. Huh. It, so yeah, thanks. 1914 to 1950, uh, Gangster Shenanigans, Pulp Action, Scary um, Monstrosities, and I think it's going to be a 5th edition conversion of Cthulhu stuff. So 1914 to 1950 is a pretty wide thing, you said. I think you have to narrow it down a bit. Oh, come on. That's like a mere 36 <laughs> years. Like, I mean, like can, you name, can you name... Anything in the Forgotten Worlds where it's taken less than a thousand years for anything interesting to happen. Like it's, Forgotten Realms? I, yeah. can't name, I can't name anything in the Forgotten Realms. Well, there you go. There's a Drizzt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Drizzt took less than a thousand years to happen. That's it, that's fair <laughs> But certainly more than 34 years. Yes. Uh, All right, I'll let you have it then. Okay, so okay. it's set in the 1920s, which is, okay. I suppose, technically between 1914 and 1949. So, that's technically correct. Which is the best kind of correct, as you all know. It's a cosmic horror noir tabletop RPG game yes. set in a fictionalized American 1920s city yes. called New Babylon. Hmm. And monsters and other terrors walk among us unseen. Okay. And which system is it? It uses a system called the rollover system. Not 5e, as you suggested. Uh, which was introduced originally in a game called Sagas of Midgard. Okay. Sounds like A game that I've never played. Yes. Um, but they have got a basic um, quick summary. So I'll read, I'll read you the summary of the, of the mechanics. It's really quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so rather than adding or subtracting bonuses, you determine yeah. your assets... Right. Based on player abilities and environmental factors, roll a pool of dice with a oh. d20 base against a okay. difficulty class or rollover. Mm-hmm. So if the GM gives you a rollover of say 15, yes. and you have two assets, yes. you roll a d20 and a d6, adding the results. Okay. If you roll over the rollover, you've succeeded. Huh. So I guess from two. So you start 26. with a d20, and instead of having like plus two, you'd have it's like an expertise dice, I guess. From I guess, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, an extra mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so I'll give you 50 out of 100 for that. Oh, thank you. That's very kind. Yeah. Um, and if, where, you, if, where... you'd narrowed, if you'd narrowed the year right down and got the system right, I'd have given you more. But. Oh, nah, yeah. I'd have been pretty impressed if I managed to get that. Yeah. All right. Are you ready for your next one? I was born ready. Okay. The next one is called Rest in Pieces. Oh, that sounds like a comedy zombie survival horror game um, set in the near present where players are... Well, actually, yeah, is it zombie horror? I think maybe we could open it up more to like being um, a bit like being human off, off, off the old uh, BBC iPlayer 
where you play a group of uh, disparate, yeah, uh, sort of cross between being human and what we do in the shadows is what I'm hoping for. Um, where you are playing a group of undead who are like, you know, hanging out together for reasons and you're enjoying a real slice of life of things going wrong um, and trying to avoid hunters who are try, try, trying to offer you whilst you were uh, indulge in uh, a mix of semi hijinks and uh, deeper meaningful pathos. I think it's a sort of a storytelling game. I think possibly in the original system. Hmm. So, yes. Um, yeah, you play not the undead. You play yeah. fed-up sitcom-style deadbeat roommates. Oh, so I'm, <laughs> I'm I, I, it's like they're not undead, but they are living together, and they are I mean, they're in sitcom stuff. So this is interesting. Go on. So the inspirations oh. yes. are the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. I don't know what that is. I. Assume TV, possibly comic strip, actually. The regular show. I don't know what that is either. I assume, I assume it's the show that comes on regularly. <laughs> Unlike all those unregular shows. Yeah. Ah, Game Adventures of Billy and Mandy, Google reveals to me, is an animated series. Okay. Um, well, also Rick and Morty, which we do know what it is. Okay, yeah. And um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Huh, okay. That is a choice. So, yeah, no, I am baffled by some of those references. Less baffled by others. So, I guess the idea is it's very leaning into the high improv style of comedy. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, you just a little more. You mentioned Undead, didn't you? I did mention Undead. Yeah, it's called so your deadbeat pieces. roommates, you're sharing a pad with the Grim Reaper. <laughs> ah, yes, that's. Hence, I suppose... To I don't know if he's technically undead, but I'll, I'll give you a point for undead. Because yeah, I think Grim. that was the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy does appear to involve Grim Reaper. Oh, it looks okay. very familiar. I've never seen it, I'm sure. They, oh, Billy and Mandy are a mismatched pair of youngsters who befriend Grim Reaper after winning a limbo contest against him. Okay. All right, then. So well, I guess yeah, that's what that is. That is what that is. So yeah. It's an original system. Uh, it's a card and block tower RPG. I don't actually know what that means. I imagine you have a hand of cards and there's also a Jenga style tower on which you draw stuff. I'm going to... So it's a mix of dread, but also you're often playing cards as well. Uh, maybe. Just it's certainly interesting. Ah, uh, Kickstarter page, yes. So I'm looking at the Kickstarter page to... Picture of people playing. There's, they've got a whole load of cards in front of them, and there's a Jenga tower in the center of the table there. So yeah. there's a deck of 108 cards and a two-color tumbling block tower. Two colors? Wow. Mm. I've been delighted with just one tower, with just one color, but two colors. That's the boat all the way out, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. It was kind of fun. It says that each game is supposed to last about an hour. That is quite good. That would be yeah. a nice filler game or something. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, Nice for people who can see each other. Hmm. Ah, yeah, so I'll give, you, I'll give you four points out of ten for that. Mm. You, did, yes, you did say Undead and there's a Grim Reaper in it. And also saying sitcom style humour. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, four out of ten, I think, fair. So that gives yeah. you 54 points in total so far. Yeah. Woohoo! Woohoo! Yeah. So I'm, right I'm doing well today. Next one. Yes. Throwing horns. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I, I'll see if I can come up with something a little more articulate than snark. Um, <laughs> uh, in this case, throwing pawns would be a reference, I believe, to the practice of throwing up your hand with the two, the, the two center fingers put towards the palm and your index finger and the finger raised to indicate the sign of horns. Um, possibly with your thumb meeting the two lower fingers which would be a reference to some sort of heavy metal game. Uh, at least that's the context whenever I've encountered throwing horns. Um, so I guess it's uh, another RPG, possibly inspired by the success of Morborg, uh, which is all about um, a... But instead of like being Morborg, being heavy metal inspired, they are getting much closer to the thing. It's again about being a heavy metal band and um, touring and... Uh, getting involved in hijinks of the heavy metal variety. I, I'm going to say it's probably an original system. You're almost exactly correct. You've just missed out one detail. Everything you said is correct. You oh, said nothing that's not correct. You've missed out one system. No, it's not fifth edition. Oh, okay. um, no, you haven't said oh. anything wrong. It is an original system, like you said. The one bit that you did miss out, Yes. you are a heavy metal band. Awesome. You are demons in hell playing heavy metal and you've joined the biggest tour in hell and you have to keep the crowds of demons and the damned entertained with hell spawned music I mean I'm already picking out my player group I don't know about you (laughs) it's quite good it's a black and white um, zine or zine style RPG Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, 26 pages okay relies heavily upon the DM's ability to improvise and knowledge of, I don't know, um, hell fiction? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it only costs you $5. $5? Yeah. yeah. Nice. nice. Waiting, or for $18, you can get the print version. Seems seem solid. Uh, yeah. An excellent name. I mean, Throwing horns, yeah. It, it was like, and that's going to be the general idea, and then when you look at it, you're like, oh, this is an interesting twist. Yeah. Pretty new. So apart from getting the demons bit, you've got all that. So I'll give you 95 out of 100. Oh. You see, I've come with generosity. So. I know. So what's your score so far? Uh, 95 plus 54, so 149. Wow. It's not bad. I think. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's see. Is there a last one we can do? Yes. I would normally have said, okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. What is the Grim Hollow Player's Guide? Well, I'm going to go out on a limb here and see if it's some sort of a player's guide for... Uh, Grim Hollow, which I believe to be some sort of RPG system. However, uh, that's that's some just some entry level stuff, which quite frankly is unbecoming of our favorite game in all the world ever. Now I must indulge in some baseless speculation. So we're going to say Grim Hollow is about American folklore and fairy tales, um, based purely on a random resemblance to. Uh, was it Creepy Hollow? What's Sleepy all the Hollow. Sleepy Hollow. You see, you knew what I was driving at, um, even if I got the name completely wrong. So it's going to be that sort of like, I don't know, John Bunyan and, I don't know, Chupacabras and uh, Headless Horse People. Horsemen? That seems very sexist. <laughs> um, yeah, not Headless Horses. That's a different definition yeah, yeah. altogether. Well, just sort of the uh, avoidance of doubt, the horses do have heads. It's the rider that is without a mm. head. Yeah. Um, and Bigfoot, that's what I'm trying to know. All that sort of jazz. Cryptid City, population you. 
Um, and Groom Hollow, it's going to be some sort of like uh, in those sort of like central states of uh, North America, like yeah, where it's all you got a lot of trees, you got a lot of mountains, you have terrible cell phone reception, um, and exploring around there uh, in the fashion of Erie, Indiana, and uh, old Gravity Falls, all that sort of good stuff. And the system? Um, oh, you see, like this surely is uh, this feels like a very storytelling game, so it really should have its original system. But you know, uh, is it going to be fifth dead? That's a problem. Um, I'm going to say original system to best support what sounds like an interesting conceit. What, what's that line the uh, Luke Skywalker says to Kylo Ren near the end? That of, Luke Skywalker says to Kylo Ren? Yeah, when he's having that duel with him and Kylo Ren does this big speech and then Luke Skywalker, he says, interesting, everything you said is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, oh, there was just nothing right about that. <laughs> nothing at all. So, so it's not a player's guide. You, you, were, you were basically basing it off the word hollow, which Sleepy Hollow shares a word with, and extrapolated from there. But yeah. no, it's it's their own setting. Nice. Completely their own setting. It is for D and D fifth edition, to be fair. So I'll give you a point for that. Uh, but it's their own setting, nothing to do with Sleepy Hollow or te- American. Te- technically, Pokemon. I don't get a point for that because I said it was an original system. You changed your mind. Ah, oh, you talked yourself out of the point. No, no, I was like, I decided to stick to yeah, my no, principles. I remember, yeah, yeah. You originally said it was going to be fifth edition, then you changed yeah, yeah. your mind. Yeah. Okay. Oh no, no points. Oh dear, oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Yeah. Okay, uh, so, so 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 it's fifth ed set in the Grim Hollow verse. Yeah, yeah I guess, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the player's guide is the player's guide to the setting. Uh, so it is a player's dark, guide. It is a player's guide. <laughs> uh, <laughs> player's guide literally is <laughs> the title. I mean. It can't really be the title. Right? Like, oh, oh, yeah. You don't get points for repeating the title back. <laughs> I have Zion. No, okay. <laughs> so, you get, so you get new classes mm-hmm. for each class in 5th edition, each yeah. unique to the world of Esaris, with a dark fantasy twist. It's got a blood-fueled Sangomancer, a uh, we've talker. got okay. a stern oath of zeal. Right. Uh, Our where we try harder. Okay, yeah. You can be called on the power of the great worm and the four elements to become a venerable elemental, or you can succumb to the allure of the dark mists and spirits of nature to become a scheming fae. Okay. And there's also magic items galore. So many magic items. Yes. So there you go. So unfortunately, you were going to get one point for that, but you talked yourself out of that one point, so you get no uh, points for that. I stand by my my points of integrity, <laughs> <laughs> which gives you a total this week of one hundred and forty nine. And how many points has Monty got? Mon- 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 Monty's forfeited because they just won. <laughs> so you've won. Well done. <laughs> Peter wins again. Yeah, that's right. Eat your baseball tea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that cat really cares. Yeah, it's okay. I, I, I'm less gracious towards the my feline overlord now to <laughs> guests on the podcast. <laughs> well, congratulations on your well-earned victory. Hopefully, next week we'll have an actual guest that you can compete against. 
This episode's crowdfunding projects are based on the weekly EN World crowdfunding column by Egg Embry.